It's oh, okay. I like your hair, Terry. You like it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's getting a little party in the back there. Yeah, I've got... <laughs> a lot of party in the back. Mullet Central, baby. This is my second mullet of the quarantine. <laughs> I had to buzz all mine off. Man. My, my shit is just so stringy and weird. I had to start off start fresh. good thing to do in august it's hot as a son of a bitch it's terrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) well just to formally start uh i had a fun thought experiment for both of you oh god um so you know how anna nicole smith married that really old guy yeah i don't remember his name Uh, do you remember his name tom uh my first instinct was uh edward a Ross Perot, but I don't know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a Mandela effect thing. It was, it's James Marshall or something like that, if I remember correctly. He was, but he was like a Texas billionaire or something, right? James Howard Marshall. He was. He was like an oil man. Yeah. He smiled. Oil man. That man smiled bigger than any of us will ever smile with Anna Nicole on his lap in his wheelchair. Um, something like that. I bet he did. <laughs> Uh, I was laughing about the, yeah, James Howard Marshall, the third, or something like that. That's how you know he's like of old money. Yeah. If you've got a the third. third. Or, or an initial, like T. Boone Pickens or oh, A. Tross yeah. Perot. Yeah. Um, well, he owned like 16% of Coke Industries or something like that. So he's he's that oil money. No shit. Yeah. Oh. Um, but anyways, I was thinking about could you imagine, like, what if someone did that to Chomsky, but, like, didn't marry him for his money? Like, mar- like you know how lately he's been telling everybody to go vote for Biden? Like, yeah. what if, a, like, a young, enterprising, hot, liberal Biden supporter was like, oh, oh so that's it. So Chomsky's <laughs> got some, like, young <laughs> pussy thrown at him, and now he's like, <laughs> Telling everybody go vote for you Biden. You gotta go vote for Biden. Yeah, Noam looks like he's been asleep in the woods ten years, but may have been. But he's getting it put on him by like a hot young Biden staffer to. Yeah. <laughs> or consider this. Actually, this is a better hypothetical. That one was child's play. This one's a much better hypothetical. Imagine if Anna Nicole Smith married Noam Chomsky. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm here for that. That sounds great. That's what Chom needs. There are, there is a great intellectual tradition of, uh, of uh, erudite women marrying himbos and erudite men marrying. I guess what? It's the uh, what's erudite? Bim, oh yes, yeah, himbo, himbo, <laughs> bimbo's the. I was like, what's bimbo the, what's the, the, what's the inverse the of himbo? Yeah. <laughs> You've been, you've ingrained himbo so deeply into your mind you forgot. I forgot the the, the etymology. They derived from bimbo. Oh my god! Oh my god! So yeah, it'd be it's wow yeah yeah um, shit. Brother Noam and Anna Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Noam and Anna. I just I married him for love. I married him. I just imagined well, wedding invitations. University of Pennsylvania salaries and book residuals being what they are. I'm, I'm sure if you did marry <laughs> Noam, 
I mean, he's probably one of those guys, like, you know, like, he probably bought his house in, like, 1968 or something, so he's, he like, He has fine. written, like, a hundred books. Oh, so my God, really? He's written so many books. So, yeah, he might be rolling in it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, my man comes from a generation where people actually got things done. <laughs> How so? Like, you sat yeah. down to start a task and you finished it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, he came from the generation of people who worked the same job for 45 years. A lot of wind right. that's back gnomes generation. Right, right. Stuck it out. Which is like, we well, have to remember, my guy's like 94 years old, so like he's like a little bit older than we're even thinking like boomers in their late 60s and early 70s oh, yeah. and shit, so. Yeah. He remembers like the Haymarket Affair and, you know. Fair. <laughs> She's like, I married him for the universal grammar theory of linguistics. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Any mind that could come up with that. It's got to be fantastic. Deserves be these a, cans. Got to be a hellcat in the bedroom. <laughs> okay, I've got something pretty wild to tell y'all. Um, it's not that crazy, but I thought I found it to be pretty crazy on a week that was already kind of spooky for me. Um, so I was walking downtown the other day and Ben at the record store was standing out front and I got to talking to him and he was like, I got to show you something, man. Check this out. And he went in, he came back out with two envelopes, both of them addressed to roundabout music company. Com they had no return address on the inside. There was a single sheet of music in each one. And it had, you know, like sheet music had like a bass and treble treble clef yeah. and notes on it yeah and on the top of the first one it said king jeff um sonata ballad b or something like that okay before you go any further i have a theory <laughs> ellis keys yeah that was my that's my theory too <laughs> no it might have been but here, there's another detail to this so the so it said the first one it said king jeff i think it said sonata b or something like that and the second one said King Jeff White Lady Jazz. And they were there was just notes on it. And it was inside the envelope, like written on the No, on, on, on sheet music shoot. itself. Oh, you okay. know, like with lines. Okay. And it was postmarked this is why I don't think it was anybody around here. It was postmarked Cleveland, Ohio. Huh. Um, was it also postmarked in the eighteenth century? <laughs> 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 just took a just took a while. Well, we were speculating. There was uh, several people sitting around speculating about this. So they don't even know. Ben has no I have idea. No idea. No idea. Kevin Howard tried to play the notes, and it was it wasn't really anything. It didn't really. It wasn't even really a song. No, and so we were speculating as to what it could be, and I think the best one came from Lacey, who said that. When you play it, it opens up a portal to another dimension. And this is like whatever needed to be released back into this world knew exactly who would play that specific song. So they sent it to Whitesburg, Kentucky. And knew Kevin Howard, Kevin Howard was going to play it. <laughs> and he played it. And so, I mean, there might be something walking around in our midst, but I found it to be a very creepy thing i mean it's also a fantastic premise for some sort of 
horror thing exactly. if you wanted to. Exactly. Yeah, that is the like beginning of a horror movie. Right. There you go. Uh, if you're a writer in Hollywood, uh, there's an idea. There's your freebie. There's your, your residuals <laughs> to 50. You can tell Terrence is getting soft in his old age because normally he'd say, if you steal that, we'll sue you. <laughs> Don't steal our shit. I believe in common... Just giving it, giving away the milk. Just if I was smart, out. I would sell that idea. I mean, like if I was trying to turn this business into an actually sustainable one, because this Patreon thing's not going to last forever. You need residuals. Yeah, we need to keep getting paid long after <laughs> we're yeah hang it up. Well, this ain't a. I mean, this is basically the storyline to Goonies, so it's not like this was a. Is it really? Well, they have to play to get oh, to the. Yeah, they have right. to. Oh, that's right. There's like a line of music that um. they have to play on that skeleton <laughs> organ to get into the See, treasure. Ours has the supernatural element, though. Yeah. Something is coming from another world. You don't think One-Eyed Willie had a supernatural <laughs> element to it? Is and a hidden. I haven't seen the Goonies. Pirate in, ship? Is there like a... I watched it the other night. That's why I know. It's fresh on your mind. Yeah, it's yeah, fresh. I've not seen Goonies in 10 years, I bet. Yeah, is there I a, like a, a spirit element to it yeah you know the kid the main goonie whatever his fucking name is he thinks that uh one-eyed willie's like talking to him from beyond the grave giving him hints and shit fucking a you always gotta ruin my ideas like truly no new ideas under the sun are there no it's pretty crazy though so you think the portal opened and now we just don't know what's going on I mean, look at what has happened in the last few days. Uh, oh, oh, is this is finally this uh, year going to correct itself? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 so no, 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 no. It actually seems the exact opposite. Seems like it's leaning into itself. I mean, oh, I think yeah. that there's the been a further. since this all started, right? Like we've had a few episodes where you've been like, where we've been like, this was a week that things felt fundamentally sort of either changed or notable or something mm -hmm. like up there with like uh the primary in the middle of the pandemic the price of oil going below zero <laughs> yeah george floyd getting uh murdered you know what i mean like just yeah. there's been a few weeks that have stood out and for me this week stood out yeah. for at least a dozen separate reasons <laughs> yeah i mean look just run down the list you've got Hurricane, um, wildfires. Yeah. Uh, you've got more murder riots in Wisconsin, and then a right winger gunning down um, people at the protest. Mm -hmm. And then to top it all off, we're in the middle of a presidential election. So the RNC and the DNC was both this week. I know. Yesterday I was desperate for like news coverage of the NBA strike, and they all the news coverage was of the fucking RNC. <laughs> I, and I just couldn't help but think like how irrelevant an RNC convention is. Yeah. Did y'all watch any of it? Oh. Tanya's like, yeah, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> no. It just seems so ridiculous, and that, that, that's what all the news all the news stations were covering. I was like, "The fucking NBA is on strike, you sons of bitches! What's happening?" Well, as far as I know, we're recording this on Thursday, the twenty seventh. Before we started recording, it looked like they were not going on strike. Yeah, it looks like the some teams have sort of reversed course. There was a meeting last night, very tight lipped. Apparently, heard that. apparently. They were running a tight ship, and there was no leaks in said ship. So, like, 
not even Woj or anybody knew what was going on. So out of that, LeBron James supposedly left the meeting, and there was rumors. I'm just piecing together what I've heard from my from my sources, you know, <laughs> in the bubble. <laughs> and there were rumors that there were people were going to start le- stop leaving the bubble if like some certain things didn't happen. Going to uh-huh. start leaving the bubble. Yeah, which is n- not no no. You know, like yeah. once you leave the bubble, you gotta like sit out ten days or whatever, you yeah. know, to come back. So t- today, the NBA announces the playoffs are going to continue. And as far as I know, and, you know, somebody might be yelling at this by the time they get this, because I've learned that if you say something in the past that's true at the time, if it's no longer true when somebody <laughs> when somebody hears it, they accost you. Uh, I don't know. Did you, are, you one, are you one of the faithful souls who was... I made the mistake... Shouted down by, for calling it a boycott. I made the mistake of... I was bitten. I was bitten by my own, you know. My chickens came home to roost because I'm sure I've done this to people. Actually, motherfucker, it's this. <laughs> yeah, you got well, actually. But but yeah, I was the one that when it the news broke there was a boycott. I was just parroting what you know at least one player and the reporters were calling it themselves. I know intellectually this is ostensibly a wildcat <laughs> strike. You don't. I mean, this is what I do for a living, people. <laughs> And I have people sending me messages saying, oh, it's a strike, not a boycott. <laughs> it's like motherf- motherfuckers that I know that, like, have no idea who the fuck Kyrie Irving is. So, oh, actually, it's a strike. Well, I tell you, it's very it's very crucial that podcasters are telling the truth these days, apparently. Well, I mean, no, but I mean it was... It wasn't even that. It was just, I mean, it was just, I was just no, I echoing know. what was being said about it. People have really been up our, up the orifice of our mentions lately. We've, it's fine. I, 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 I welcome right. all that. I welcome all that. I don't hate anybody for that. I no, see you. It. You're heard. I just want you to know that I, I was just reporting the news. This man is a, special, <laughs> a specialist in wildcat strikes. So, Wait, okay. I, I, I just got out of nine months of fucking union negotiations. You think I don't know what a goddamn strike is? Come on. <laughs> so, I've been doom zooming all day. So, what's happened in the last few hours? Where I've been, had my head up my ass on Zooms. I'll go to the tape. This is what I'm hearing from my sources. In, I, in I, the group, I can't tell you what it's called now, but it's the group formerly known as Peter's Out for Bernie. <laughs> well, because you, this this meeting you talked about last night, LeBron pro- apparently stormed out of, right? Okay, so here here's the latest. Here's what here's what we're hearing. Uh. uh it appeared as of 337 the lakers and the clippers were changing their tune um that says they're not leaving if everyone is also not leaving so like apparently there was some talk of them leaving but now they're saying that i guess they're not leaving unless everybody's leaving the games are postponed tonight but the nba has decided to resume the playoffs per Woj. That's Steve Wojciechowski, or not Steve Wojciechowski. <laughs> Steve Wojciechowski's former Duke Blue Dale. Uh, Duke and, Huber and for then, you. And then a little, a little just, um, <clears throat> just a little uh, locker room humor from my buddies in the chat. It's like dealing with a college girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Finds out the bad news, loses her mind, comes to her senses, and comes asking back. <laughs> Are back you fucking ask. kidding me? <laughs> It got a chorus. It got a chorus of the laughing, crying emojis. Oh my god! 
And then, 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 <laughs> thank then. You for, thank you, Peter's for Bernie. Peter's out for Bernie. This is the kind of concept. And then. <laughs> it always oh delivers. God. Always delivers. And then, and then they follow it up with. Ah, hell, why didn't anybody tell me it was the fourth anniversary of Kaepernick taking a knee? That isn't a coincidence, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) 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 So anyway. Everything's a conspiracy. So we got a solidarity issue here. I don't know. I'll have to get, I have to dig more into it. But what it's looking like is that the NBA playoffs are going to continue and that, um, it seems as if, though, there is some defection from what was going on yesterday. I don't know that to be true, though. That might, again, by the time you hear this, that might not be the truth. And, right. And also, I'd just like to point out, I've been driving all day, and my source is a Facebook group called Peter's Out for Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're clear. But yeah, so basically last night, though, the Milwaukee Bucks, in protest of the Jacob Blake uh, attempted murder, uh, apparently, I think he's he, he ended up. Uh, that what they say he's he's paralyzed. paralyzed. Now, right? Yeah, yeah. Won't walk again. yeah. And so, in protest of that, the Bucks decided not to walk out. The Orlando Magic, their wayward opponent, said we won't we won't accept your uh, forfeiture. And so they got on the horn with the AD of, or not the AD, AD and athletic director, the attorney general of Wisconsin. And it's funny because a lot of people have been doing some good tweeting, some good reporting on this. Uh, Nathaniel Friedman, a bunch of other folks, David Rao. And it's funny because it's like now, uh, God damn, I got something in my fucking eye. Now it looks like. Um, that um, you know, like you hear a lot of people saying, "Well, what more could the owners do? <laughs> what more could the owners do?" And you're talking about a class of people that leverage our tax dollars to build their own stadium so yeah. they can continue to get exorbitantly rich. Right. Yeah, those people want. have no pool at City Hall <laughs> no. or the governor's mansion. You can tell. Yeah, they're running tax-free facilities. Just all that shit. All that shit. So. Um, what about baseball? The MLB. Yeah, so that's the other part. That's the other part that's happened. Sorry. And the WNBA, they're canceling. I believe also the MLS, right? Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer. Oh, nice. I liked that when they put out a statement that was like the MLS has decided to forego the next couple of games or something like that. One of the players retweeted it and was like, the MLS didn't decide shit like the we did. Yeah. <laughs> the <players> yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. You lo- I love seeing that. Like, the sanctioning bodies and the owners are like, basically piggybacking on what the players are deciding and yeah. trying to get their, like, you know, like, sort of social justice credentials up because that's big business now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. were acting swiftly to yeah. cover their asses. The um, WNBA, did you see them last night? They like them girls like made fucking shirts quickly. I saw that, yeah. With Jacob Blake's name on the front and on the back, they had mapped out the seven bullet holes on the back of the T-shirt. Yeah. Like that is fucking brutal. Yeah. Holy lord. Yeah, they ain't playing around. No, fuck no, they ain't. And if anybody's vindicated in all this, it's got to be my man Kyrie Irving. Who, for those keeping score at home, who if you don't know anything about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is my guy that took a lot of flack for just floating the idea that possibly the world's flat. <laughs> okay? An idea that's gaining some steam in certain communities now. 
I do have to agree with him in the sense that we are in the middle of an epistemological crisis. So, we are. So you may as well ask Who's if the earth is flat. Yeah. It's a more valid question than the vast majority of questions. And that's all he was doing is just asking the questions. <laughs> but Kyrie was talking about, like, why the hell do we need these owners? Like, we could, like, start our own league, all this kind of stuff, and everybody kind of shouted him down, all this stuff. So that's crazy, Kyrie, blah, 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 blah. And while he was getting, you know, drugged by the media and all this kind of stuff, he's paying WNBA players' salaries for them while they're out because of coronavirus. Oh, my God. I mean, he's putting in all the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like putting his, actually putting his money, his wealth, into certain things that are worthwhile, and saying that like basically the end result of this bubble is like it's putting us out, it's putting us in harm's way. Yeah. And they're doing this, and it's going to be this big spectacle. You know, we get the, we're just, you know, we're going to get the, you know, empty sort of language on the back of the jerseys and everything else. Nothing's going to change. Whatever. And then, you see this: Jacob Blake gets shot paralyzed for the rest of his life hopefully not hopefully uh shot seven fucking times yeah um and it wasn't even that long ago how long ago was it that one of the owners was caught um he there was audio leaked of him talking you know to some young girl that he was probably molesting who knows even how old she was about i think you're talking about les wexner the owner of uh, Victoria's Secret. He was on Epstein's Island. No. <laughs> oh, you're talking about... Uh, no, talking you're you're about like, what? I was joking. No. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the Clippers owner, something Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like... Yeah, he's dead as fuck now. Yeah, like he didn't want black people at his games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's like... he's. I think one of the things was he saw his... Um, <laughs> one of his girlfriends with Magic Johnson and said, yeah, he said he didn't want black people with AIDS at his, like, games or something. He's horrible. Also, he was, like, like owned a bunch of, like, rental properties and was a slumlord in Los Angeles. Like, just one of the truly awful people in, in this country. But, yeah, he's, he's I, think he, I think he's dead now, right? Didn't he die a few years ago? Um, yeah. Well, so so getting back to this whole thing. Um, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Like, this is not a strike as we conventionally understand it. That's kind of the irony of it. Because they're not demanding... They're not making a demand in terms of their workplace. Work conditions, Work yeah. conditions. Have they it's released a, demands? It's a, I don't know. Have they told I haven't. I haven't seen anything about any kind of demands. All I know is, like, the, the Bucks were on the phone with... It's the thing is we don't really know right now because everything's yeah. so tight. With the right, world. right. Yeah. I see, I see. So we can only speculate. So we can only speculate. All right. Well, if we're speculating, well, let's let's talk about this. I want to talk about this, and I don't want to like waste all of our content because we're going to talk about this with, with Samir from the Defector uh, this weekend. But let's talk about this a little bit. Like, okay, just. The differences in the strikes and the boycotts and the <laughs> everything. Well, it is. What is the semantics? Because it's like not. I mean, my mom couldn't tell you the difference between a boycott and a fucking strike. And is a boycott refusing to buy something? I mean, traditionally, right? It's yeah. like it's just refu- it's like voting with your dollars. A boycott. A boycott is not related to labor. Right. Right. Like. I if, mean, it could be, but it's not necessarily one that workers. But they, the news was using, Sports Center, all of it was using the boycott all evening. Well, I've never seen anyone use the word strike. I think why. The, and 
<clears throat> I saw a lot of people sort of implying that there was some vast conspiracy afoot, like in the media, to not call it a strike. But I kind of understand what where it comes from because it's not a example of, for example, when the communication workers of America or whatever go on strike every couple of years and not go in to work or the Teamsters or whoever. Like, that's kind of how we traditionally understand a strike. This had that in the sense that they weren't going to play, but there wasn't, as you said, a clear demand. It had more of a political... It was. It seemed to be more of a protest. It seemed to be like the Kaepernick thing stepped up a notch. Like, okay, well, we're just not going to play at all. We're just going to hit you in the pockets if you don't leverage your political capital to do something about what's happening in the streets. And so I think the term would be political strike. But I don't know if the media is like that savvy enough to to be able to... To parse out those things necessarily. So it might be that more so than like some sort of conspiracy afoot. Yeah, yeah, I doubt like the New York Times like really gives a shit one way or the other. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people saying that, like, in fairness, work in that world and know that world better, so maybe there's something to that. I just think yeah, that, you well, know. Who knows? I, I, I don't know anything about I it. I just don't think we need to get down Woj's throat because he's calling it boycott versus uh, strike or whatever. By Woj, you mean you. <laughs> no, yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's like I was kind of feeling very alienated last night thinking about it because on one hand, it's unequivocally badass. But on the other hand, I immediately see what we've been talking about the last few weeks, which is this myth making. And that's when it started to become like, I don't know. People were talking about a general strike and stuff. I don't know. I don't feel like that's really accurate it's not real real well because it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) it ain't gonna happen till you do it (laughs) listen when i i tried to start a strike when i was working in the school system literally by calling up every teacher i know and saying hey i heard we're going on strike do you hear that and then it just created a buzz (laughs) 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 hey did you hear we're going on strike did it work no it didn't work myth making (laughs) (laughs) but there are instances when myth making is very useful. Like what? Hmm. I've got plenty of examples if you'd like to hear yeah, them. Please. Yeah, please. First of all, um, and you know, here's the thing about some myths. Some myths, the general contours are correct. It's just the the players are not necessarily, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, so, for example, that white people were created by Dr. Jacob on an island yeah, somewhere. Yeah. That the general contours are correct in that <laughs> assessment of that, you know. But I don't think it's so much that as like when people call Dolly a feminist or when people call Bernie a communist or something. That's what I mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's myth, the myth making you're talking uh, yeah, about. And I know that the myth making is not the right word for it, that that's actually referring to something else. But I don't know what else to call that. What is that when we do that? As a left, because we do it all the time. Like, what is what is the word? Clinging for that? to uh, a fantastical reality. <laughs> I, I just think <laughs> just projection, maybe projection. Manifestation okay. is a tool. That's a tool on the belt. I don't. 
agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I think they call that the secret. You remember that book, The Secret, that said you could manifest, like, speak things into existence? I don't know. I think that we're at a, Make your case for why. Well, I think <laughs> before we go any further. Before I disagree with it, maybe I need to hear why. Before. Well, I would just say, just at a bare minimum breakdown, mantras matter. Things you tell yourself matter. Mm-hmm. And if you wake up every day and tell yourself that you're a piece of shit, I mean, that's... Well, suppose you are a piece of shit, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, the things we... the the. I mean, we tell ourselves a lot of lies, for sure. And some of those are for survival, <laughs> literally. But mantras matter. And, like, being able to, you know, anyone who's dug themselves out of depression could tell you that. Surely both of you are. Uh, well, yeah, you're, say, you're saying past you're tense. Drugs. <laughs> drugs. I've always. never dug myself out of depression. I yeah. continue to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no past tense. I'll give you one example. I'll give you, I think, a, a good example of, of myth-making is a man lived in the belly of a whale for three <laughs> days. Now, that seems silly to y'all, okay? That seems like a silly example. I believe it literally, though, or I think. Well, I mean, totally believable. Uh, but, like, sort of the worldview that sprung off of stuff like that is sort of the prevailing one in all the wrong ways that is hegemonic now so true (laughs) good point (laughs) so uh, it's not unwarranted what you're saying no 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 you're you're right both of you are right maybe by creating fantastical realities that don't yet exist and pretending like they do one day they will become hegemonic yeah Right? Or that will become reality itself. We've been dealing with the metaphysical a lot lately. And I feel like this is part and parcel of that. Like, if you look at... I mean, there was a vast conspiracy, uh, I think... When was... When did Kennedy... When was Kennedy Nixon? Um, What year was that? 60. 60? 1960. Yeah, there was a vast conspiracy started by a couple of evangelical preachers. Billy Graham being the most famous one of those. And these guys got a P.O. box in Kansas. And they were sending out these letters all over the country saying that if John Kennedy's elected, the Roman Church, the Pope, will actually be the de facto president of the United States. <laughs> Do you want to live under <laughs> papal law? Da, 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 da. It was like the OG, like, creeping Sharia thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the guy that brought all that into, into like, the guy that was sort of the, the ringmaster of that was a guy named Norman Vincent Peale, who was, like, a not so super well-known evangelical preacher, even after his death, but he founded the philosophy called name it and claim it theology, which was basically the secret, which was basically, you know, any of these sort of like woo-woo, you know, will stuff to being just by saying it kind of things. Yeah. And it based it all on the scripture that says, you know, in the Bible, it says that we'll call those things that be not as though they were. And sort of, you know, bring them into existence, you know. Right. So this is not like a novel concept or anything. But it's interesting because in this era of this, say it with me now. Epistemological crisis. (laughs) That, that sort of, um, that sort of thing gets purchased a lot more rapidly. Whereas like, you know, before you'd have to, you know turn off your light in the bathroom, say it in the mirror ten times before it would show up. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, you're right. Like any damn thing is true, really. Is is the is the is the th- thing. Yeah, I see. You're both right in a way, but we're wrong because. <laughs> Don't ask me, man. I've been. I'm a crank today, so. No, go for it. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> interested. I'm interested day. in growth. I have two switches. It's crank and usually like a kind of anger that's borders on optimism, but. <laughs> An anger that borders on optimism. <laughs> it has that in the fuel tank. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know. Uh, I've been trying to come up with, well, to be totally honest with both of you, what I've really been spending the last couple of weeks trying to do is to make my own religion. <laughs> okay. We know that. I'm with it. Um, but not literally. And not as a bit either. But more in the sense that like, you have to have some kind of theology to explain why things are the way they are. Because for me, it doesn't just work like a kind of scientific Marxism explanation. It works just for me, obviously, but it doesn't work for everybody. And at the same time, like every, I've been sort of like running around the large mansion of religions and I'll open a door like this one doesn't look good. I don't like this one, you know, and I look at another one. You're like, in the you're in the WAP video. <laughs> yes, I am. I look am looking in any room. Kylie like, Jenner. Oh, checking it out. Got your big titties hanging out, kinda just Yeah. There's a whore in this house. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's you. It's Terrence. And so I've not found anything that really makes sense. Um but this is what I've got so far. This is the best I can come up with. So the thing about the world we live in at the moment, it's all, it's like, it's not quite hell. It is hell, but it's not <laughs> quite hell because it feels like the bad thing that we all know is coming can never arrive, right? Which is, it doesn't feel like that bad thing has arrived yet. It always feels like things are getting worse, but at no point do you ever feel like you've crossed over the event horizon. The into... great whore of Babylon hasn't popped out of the lake of fire yet and said, <laughs> Is that what we're follow me. On? That's what we're right going, yes. Which okay. honestly sounds pretty bitching, but. You're right. No, if that happened, things would be a lot better. I mean. Because then we would know, then hey, we, would we, know. we were right the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking about this today on the way here, actually. I was like, man, it, like, more so than any other time where we've made reaches, like as a Christian person or whatever, this would be the time of wars and rumors of wars and disease and pestilence and earthquakes and Dude. storms in diverse places. This seems like, yeah, like the clouds could split open and the Son of Man could step out there and his white horse and come and set everything straight. Who would be shocked at this point? <laughs> <laughs> and it, and if that happened, it'd be like the like the number four news story with how wild everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They'd be covering the RNC instead. Right. Yeah, that's okay. So back to this woman who <laughs> who thinks we should go back to head of household voting. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Quick sidebar: the RNC was very lackluster, in my opinion. I mean, it was obviously insane and fascist and scary, like it always is. But this this time, it was like, I don't know. It it just didn't really hit the same. It's so banal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very clear that what is happening is the right is embracing this kind of right 
populism, however you want to define that. And prominent conservatives are just going. I was thinking about this the other day. The reason why Bernie didn't live, or <laughs> oh, <laughs> Peter's out for Bernie. Don't tell Peter's out for Bernie. Sorry, sorry. The reason why Bernie didn't win was quite literally probably because of just like six very powerful rep- former Republicans who went to the Democratic Party and were like. Uh, come on, yeah. just let's we can't have that. But we're out, we, we're homeless now after the Republicans kicked us out. So because you know, like the whole never Trump thing created a schism in the Republicans, and they all had to either suck it up and go along with it, or they've left, like Bill Crystal and shit. So yeah, are you talking like Colin Powell for as practical people that are powerful? Colin Powell, Bill Crystal, all of those pe- yeah. people. They've all gone to the Democratic Party now, and so and there was a really hilarious. Um, John Chait tweet the other day where he was like, why don't the moderate Republicans start their own party? And Jacob Backrek, who's a friend of the show, pointed out, like, that party already exists. It's the Democratic Party. (laughs) 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 Well, I don't understand why they don't start their own party. Right. So, like, that's the realignment. Um, But that's, that, but it's been very, but now, I don't know, right? It's just been a very, I didn't really watch any of either conventions. No, the highlights were bad enough. Yeah, I think everybody is is heeding the biblical admonition to watch and wait, and politics has become yeah, yeah. something that is like I don't know what to say about it other than it's just boring, and everybody knows that we know that they're full of shit, but also too. They all know that nobody in power is equipped to deal with what they themselves have unleashed. And so they're just, I think they're just trying to sort of like gird their loins until the storm passes. And then, yeah, if, 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 you know, all the Legos are more or less still intact, they're going to celebrate like how good they did with, you know, the pandemic and with the storms that are brewing and the wildfires and everything. And if everything burns down, then they're just going <laughs> to retreat to their like lairs where they've like yeah. stockpiled food and resources. They right. Backup plans. <sighs> well, the, so if they've either don't know what, I don't know when you mean, when you say, that they don't know what they've unleashed. Are you referring no, I, I, to... No, I know they know what they've unleashed, but what I'm saying is, like, the fall, the fallout from it. Are you referring to the pandemic or, or just everything? <laughs> well, I mean, just, like, their complete, like, retreat in, like, governance and everything in okay. terms of the pandemic, yeah. these natural disasters. I see like, what you're saying. I like, police saying. killings, yeah. the whole shit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, the, the, the most concerning part about that, though, and, again, this is where the religious element comes in this is fundamentally why i've been driven to this point it's because we don't seem to have any leverage or power we've pointed this out a lot before in the show too we don't seem to have any real power we can do any where we can do anything about it right we're powerless i felt i saw people wheeling a fake guillotine in front of jeff bezos's house and that to me is the ultimate expression (laughs) of impotence just well it's like like politics has become like sex mostly theater it's symbolism (laughs) yeah it's just representation yeah and I don't, but I don't know. What you're saying is that by doing those things, we could speak into existence a, I don't know, a kind of politics that would actually give rise to something that would. I mean, think about art. Some before great art is created, someone has seen it that no one else has. Like the artist has to see something before it's created. Yeah, like well, for example, Picasso just <laughs> going and looking at what African <laughs> artists were doing in the 18th century. Yeah. So you're right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> 
But my point is, you, I would normally agree with you if it wasn't a guillotine, which is a symbol of a past pastiche. I mean, it's it's what it is is it's a recreation of past sim- symbols from the past to sort of cosplay the past itself. Uh-huh. We know what I mean. It doesn't have anything in it that points towards the future. I would like to guillotine Jeff Bezos. Don't get me wrong. Um, Here's the thing. You don't really, like, knock people off like that anymore. <laughs> you know? That's it a, seems like that doesn't... It's a little antiquated. It seems like that's the world we don't live in. But at the same time... The, How close can you even get to his house? That's a great question. He I has to be so protected. I was going to say, like, I mean, at what point would the cops intervene if you drug him out in his yard? Like, could you get his head off quick? I just don't. I the whole thing is right. like you probably there's probably it's a six lot to consider. Gates, <laughs> six gates to even get to the man. Like you got to jump past his robot dogs, his fleet yeah, of robot like, dogs. The gap between us and them is so physically, spiritually, financially massive. It's a Grand massive. Canyon. It's yeah. It's that's that's that is what's. That's even feels fantastical because we can't even. Uh, it's very difficult to even grasp yeah. reality. Reality is crazier than most of our fantasies at this point. Well, this is kind of again. This is where, this is where I've been struggling lately. So there seems to be a massive dissonance between how you are told things really are and how things actually are. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. There's just there's a gulf between those two things. Yeah, and and at all times, like I don't feel like that was ever the case. Say 500 years ago, the relate if you're a serf, your relationship to your feudal lord is very plain and obvious. Everybody knows what's going on. I'm the subject. You're the lord. You know. Now it is like we know that Jeff Bezos is above us some somewhere somehow but it can never really be fully articulated and also we just aren't sure what to do about it so we kind of use these symbols that like i said sort of recreate the past and maybe they're good maybe they're bad i have no idea well you're the historian i barely know what's happened in the past so all <laughs> I, the only thing i have is the future baby <laughs> this is what i'm it's like <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to dive more into it, though. I'm listening to blowback on the way here. I was like, man, I am so... Like, uh, there's so many things that I know just intellectually. Oh, this was bad. This is... But I have no idea exactly yeah. how, bad, how bad. One, yeah. but two, the conditions that started way before I was even here that yeah. set the tone for all this stuff. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's what you got to know. Well, it's just like the Postal Service. A, a lot scratch under that. It's like, well, actually, this, you know, this is being blamed on trump but like so many things but this started way back here there's so many things that like we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of and we are unable in some cases or unwilling to wrap our heads fully around the situation we're in yeah yeah and i think most of it is we're unable to like we just cannot process (laughs) we are (laughs) short-circuiting well the the if you're a religious in some way it would be impossible to escape the notion that we really haven't arrived at hell yet because it doesn't seem like we can ever get there 
I mean, I keep coming back to this idea. I've said it a few times already. You've been thinking about hell a lot, haven't you? I've been thinking about if hell If you're a lot. going through hell, <laughs> keep on going, don't slow down. I thought you were going to say if you want to get to heaven, you got to raise a little hell. <laughs> um, that too. I feel like, well, I don't know, but maybe people would disagree. I mean, I guess I could conceivably see somebody saying like, no, I live in hell already, definitely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So this is strictly for my... Well, 2020 is not the year to say, uh, well, it can't get any worse because it has. Well, that's the thing. Like, is it hell if it keeps getting worse? Or is that the definition well, of there hell? Are, uh, well, supposedly there are <laughs> levels of hell, right? I don't true. know. That's yeah, true. we're just like, we're just continuing down the elevator. <laughs> the elevator, if you will. Good one, Tony. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. I think that's a ride at Dollywood, in fact. Good one, man. <laughs> the elevator. I just found out the other day that they took out uh, White Lightning. I guess, was that like the... Oh, like the Moonshine Ride? The Moonshine Ride. Man, that shit was so fucking scary. When I, I was like one of the first riders of that. I was there the first day they opened it up to nah, the public. Yeah, now who's going to buy that? And I was. <laughs> I was. I was like just barely tall enough to ride it. Oh, Lord. And I was like, I ain't doing this shit again. I did it four more times. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I anyways, um well, where have you come to on your spiritual journey? <laughs> <laughs> the best I can come to is this, all right? You've grown a beard. Yeah, it's true. I have You're becoming more like Jesus. I'm growing perhaps? a beard and a mullet. So you Wait. gotta lean into an aesthetic. You gotta yeah. take the pose and hope the pose takes hold. I think that um my point is this. Um and I don't know if I'm fully uh, in agreement with this yet if i'm fully wedded to it yet we won't hold you to anything you ever say terrence we um, wouldn't do that to you well my i think this is my larger point if you are going to be someone in the next couple of years who really truly wants to change the world you have to actually have conviction and the only way that you can fully resolve this contradiction that i was mentioning earlier of the sort of madness of reality, the inability to determine what's real and what you're being told is actually real. The only way you can do that is by logging off, is by getting off the internet entirely. Mm-hmm. I think this, and like, and I think that that might be the only thing that m- that could potentially. Uh, we need to restart reset before the internet was created yeah i think this might be it well listen <laughs> listen i i you might be on to something because again listen to blowback the year's 1990 and to sell the gulf war do you remember like the part where they bring the kuwaiti uh ambassador's yeah. daughter yeah to spin this whole bullshit tale it's you could completely lie you could never do that now like that would be fit. Like somebody would like point that out on Twitter and figure that out. It probably wouldn't matter as much now. They'd probably still sell the war the same way. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. But like they probably wouldn't try something that brazen. It's true. Well, I think the country is probably more bloodthirsty at that time. Like if maybe. we maybe, but like my point being to more? your point is like <laughs> if we went back to a pre-internet age, we it, that might be the one thing that could snap us out of the epistemological crisis. I think that that's okay. I know that this is a hack thing. Like I know that I it sounds. I can see that up front. I, I I understand how crazy I sound, but if we are in an epistemological crisis, and we are, and we are, if we're assuming that, 
then the only way to understand reality is to remove one more barrier to that understanding. To that understanding. And I think I think it's possible that the internet may actually be a barrier. And I'm saying this have under full awareness that my job and income is entirely dependent upon the internet. As are most people's right now. <laughs> yeah. But that's even more why we have to disassemble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it's a labor issue. <laughs> Honestly, exactly. you're not wrong. This is an organizing tool. I think what I'm trying to say here... If we can boycott the internet... <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that every religion starts with a rearranging and repositioning of your relationship to reality. So, for example, the early Christians were basically saying, you know, we don't have to go through this process of uh, going to the oracle, these, you yeah. know, these pagan processes. Your relationship to yeah. God is not mediated through patronage and clientage to priests and whoever. Yes. You can just uh -huh. go straight to the source. And further, exactly. And furthermore, well, but then, you know, it grew into this thing of... Uh, oh, but we still need preachers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. get paid. <laughs> but at, yeah, at the very beginning, it was remove one more barrier to people's sort of relationship to reality. <clears throat> and at that time, it was go straight to the people. Um, you know, and again, you don't have to go through the, medi the medium of, yeah, the pagan preacher classes or whatever the fuck they were, yeah. oracles, rituals, all yeah. that. But I think that was basically it, rituals. And so, you know, you could go directly to the people and say, you can have a political and religious praxis, they didn't use that word, but they said you can do this on your own with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that is how every religion gets its basis. And I'm saying that right now, the left's problem seems to be that we can't tell when society is ripe for any kind of change. like. And I'm saying this in the wake of the Bernie thing. We seem to have m misread the room. <laughs> we we misread circumstances, and therefore the we have to start looking at why that was the case. Could it be because we're all stupid? I don't think so. Like we all seem to be pretty intelligent, smart people. To be fair, some of us. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself. You can't see that, but so you have to start asking why. How do we understand reality? What are the mediums through which it gets to our brains. Well, there are like... I don't want to interrupt you because I don't know where you're going. No, exactly, go that's, like, that's, that's kind of it. But like, I don't even know if I'm fully wedded to it, but it's... At some just point, floating all, it. All, just floating it. all we have are things that we can see, hear, touch, smell. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, for lack of a better word, data. And, like, to use the Bernie example, like, he raised more money than any of us ever thought possible from yeah. us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, there was clear data there... Yeah. To support what we thought. Um, and in a lot of ways, it still feels, dare I say, a little hoodwinked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, we, it doesn't, it, it's not like, it doesn't feel like, oh, we're like, we lost a championship game and we were robbed. Well, that's true. Robbed. That's but true that's what you're it saying. Feels. It feels like, okay, well, this was a very clear reality, you know, three, four months ago, whatever it was. 
How long ago was it? I don't even know. <laughs> Fuck. Whatever it was. But some yeah. somewhere we've like. That was in 2014. Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somewhere we had to come to terms with the fact that, well, all that's out the window. But like what actually did happen to change it? It's very difficult to break it down. So they, when we are operating logically with like very what seems to be. I mean, maybe he just lied about all the money he was raising. <laughs> you know, how fuck? How do we know? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, is like, if somebody, if you, were, if somebody had the fundraising apparatus of Bernie, raised all the money he did, was polling like he did, and all this stuff. And I'm talking. I mean, I understand there was a lot of rat fucking and you know DNC chicanery and stuff. But you would have called that guy the favorite. I not, mean, he th- was the most popular politician in America for about five years running. Yeah. I mean, and you're exactly right. All the, I think the point I'm making here is that what happens is all of that data may be true, but it's only true for us, and we only see it be- precisely because of the nature of the system in which we are engaging to learn those facts. So... The algorithms and et cetera are tailored in such a way that you only get information projected back at you that reinforces how you see the world. And therefore, if you think Bernie is doing good, you're going to keep seeing information that says that Bernie is doing good. And it will just keep leading you down blind alleys. I mean, I don't actually know what it would actually look like or be like to actually even completely log off. Well, but I, I'm just saying I'm going to I'm going to be the left version of uh, <laughs> so when I was working at the Clinton Foundation my boss looked at me one day and said for 8 years what was Martin Sheen's character in West Wing <laughs> What's his name president uh dude it's on the tip of my tongue um president what's a, his, the fuck what's goddamn what's his name in West Wing I want to say like Judd or Jed Clampett or no? Jed, Jed Clampett. President that's Jed Clampett. Yes. Clampett. That's him. Poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed, then became moved president of the United States. Moved away from here. Yeah. It's <laughs> moved away from here to 1600 <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. Josiah Bartlett. Yeah. Josiah Bartlett. Bartlett. My name is Josiah Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah, they messed up not casting him as like a like a Kevin Spacey style Southerner. Like Joe put the dog on. Joe put the dog on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but said that, yeah, uh, Jed Bartlett was my president for eight years. I'm going to retreat into that and say, for eight, if Trump wasn't going to say, for eight years, Bernie Sanders was my president. Yeah. Well, I, so, being this, I actually have an example <laughs> uh, recently that happened this past week where I was totally jarred out of my internet reality into a different one. And this is what happened. This is so relevant. Please. I, I'm fascinated with stories like this because it's, it's happened to me before. Oh, yeah. That's I, what happened to me when I got fired. It was a cla- It was like this gap in like internet discourse and reality. It's just like, oh, fuck. I did the thing, huh? You, I went too far down that fucking hallway. Flew right into the sun. <laughs> right into it. <laughs> uh, so this is what happened. So 
I come, I, I, I was at the lake for a couple days, um, and I get back, and so I did, my phone was dead most of the time I was there, but, and so I was trying to, like, rapidly catch up on shit that's going on. Okay, obviously, context, obviously, I'm a sex educator. Literally, tonight, my sex ed collective is doing a live stream on abortion access, some abortion doulas. Like, I think that I'm plugged in to the matrix of, like, reproductive care, la, la, la. Mm-hmm. And enough to know, enough to not be surprised when I came back to the timeline to see that a bunch of black women who have worked for Planned Parenthood were ousting Planned Parenthood as totally yeah. sexist and racist. Not shocked at all. It's like all these fucking nonprofits, you know, and I've and I've heard plenty of shit about Planned Parenthood. They're right. like the Walmart of reproductive rights. Anyway, you know, they like get all the money, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm digging into that and seeing like people that I know who've worked for them share their experiences. And I'm like, you know, sucking this up. Put it in the fucking vein. This is exactly what I want. The reckoning of these nonprofits, these motherfuckers. So to look for more, I just swallowed fucking part of my mask. <clears throat> to, to find more of this, I go to the Twitter search into the trending and type in Planned Parenthood because I want to see more. I think, oh, this is a big story that's broke. There's going to be a lot of it. Guess what I find on the whole, everything that comes up is about baby murder. And I'm just immediately shoveled <laughs> in to multiple pictures of, of like people stabbing babies and shit. I like the way, I, I like the way it's like uh, abortion stops heartbeats. It's like, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's just all this crazy, crazy Planned Parenthood stuff. Like, just I, I saw a, a part of Twitter I had never even seen before, like right right wing Twitter. Right, I've not right. been in that belly before, <laughs> and I it was it's where I was raised. It was such <laughs> I was born into. Uh, <laughs> well, I was so jarred. I immediately just started reporting posts, <laughs> just going down. I'm like reporting posts. I like I everybody's dealing with this differently. Tanya's up. become a cop. <laughs> I'm literally, I just started panicking, and then I sit the phone down, and I was just like, that all happened so quickly. I feel so upset. My stomach's hurt. Like, I it just, like, I just, like, felt like I was caught up in a Twitter tornado. It all happened so quickly. You know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. like, and, and that felt like me, like, somehow skipping out of my algorithm <laughs> and tripping. Hitting into another stream of it. Who knew? I Who knew th- that I there are people just like posting pictures of <laughs> oh, babies being murdered? Every- I had no idea. And I'm over here literally running abortion doula live streams. And it just, it's like I've gotten far enough away to not even realize how important this even is. It's just like terrifying. Well, those Facebook groups are always fascinating. Like, those people really have normalized the degree of violence that's insane. Like, they'll just post, oh my God, pass yeah. around just the most gory, like. They're like 16-year-olds watching Rotten.com. They're like, you know what I mean? But they have like a religious message. College humor. Yeah. But, no, you're right. And I kind of saw a similar thing happen with this general strike thing. And with, I mean, I've just seen it happen with pretty much everything. And I don't know. The sad thing about this is that, like, you can say that, this is a problem and that this is one thing that just keeps making us run around in circles and we may not know it, but there's a totally different thing um, when it comes to actually doing anything about it because you can't actually log off and you can't tell everybody to because they're not going to. You're never going to log <laughs> off. <laughs> no, no one is ever going to log off. And, like, and, and furthermore, the day and age when you could control the minds of like thousands of people and be like, all right, 
if you want to make a sacrifice to this movement, you have to do this. With like, info commercials. Those days are over. So, like, I, you're not, not going to be able to do anything about it. A anyway. lot of this feels like butterfly effect stuff. <clears throat> uh, don't you think? <laughs> it's like, what little thing? Is, isn't there just one little thing we could do to, like, throw it all off or something? <laughs> just something. The adjustment, like the adjustment bureau. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you how I've handled all this. I've regressed into childhood. Um, the other day, I was—I had this warm feeling come over me. It wasn't nostalgia, even. Like I know what nostalgia feels like. Nostalgia is like, oh, well, yeah, it'd be cool to play hit. Super Mario Three or whatever again. Now this was like I felt a warmth that held me tightly. Uh huh. And that warmth was—I'm walking to Pizza Hut. I'm nine years old, and I just read Gary Paulson's Hatchet. <laughs> and I got a certificate for a free personal pan pizza for oh, having red hatchet. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I walked in there, and I just remember biting into that cheesy little goop and thinking, man, this is it. This is the high water mark of life. <laughs> and you know what I did the other day? I ordered me a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut to try to fill that again. Wow. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't eaten Pizza Hut. And, well, you shouldn't eat Pizza Hut after you turn 30, but... <laughs> Since you've lived here, you haven't eaten it yeah, since you've lived here. Yeah, I haven't since I lived in Monster. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Man, I haven't. It now. must have been nine months since the last time I ate Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> we were once sitting on Lakeside, and I said, Tom, what's the number to Pizza Hut? And you did know it and by you heart. Knew it. And you knew it. 271. You were offended that I asked you, yet you did know it, because I know you did. It's one of those things I'll never forget. But also, too, the other thing about the Pizza Hut thing is, man. Pizza Hut had a real stranglehold on advertising in the 90s. Fucking Mikhail Gorbachev was in a Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah, it's true. Oh, wow. It was in, you know, Bill and Ted. It was, in, it was everywhere. Speaking of warmth, somewhat, some bizarre warmth nostalgia, impactful, <clears throat> a couple, few days ago, on my way home from the lake, I was sitting out in front of a uh, sushi place cramming sushi down in my car uh-huh. hibachi <laughs> yeah and uh a guy walked by and it felt like a time warp because let me let me back up it's been at least 20 years do either of you know the the year that dale earnhardt died like 2000 yeah 20 exactly okay i was like it has to be about 20 years yeah because i was in high school i remember a lot of the fallout multiple friends families went into mourning we canceled softball games. I remember I remember the fallout. Uh-huh. A man walked across in front of us. We had just, it, we had pulled into the parking lot and saw a huge three on the side of a car. And I was like, man, still hanging on. Love that. Love to see a three. The, the shadow of the intimidator looms large. Yeah, true. 20 years later. <laughs> and then the man who had to be walking to that blazer walked in front of the car. And he had a mask on with a three on it. Now, how who could have ever predicted that 20 years after Dale's fateful turn into that wall, <laughs> there would be a pandemic and a fan 20 years later would have a fucking three on his face mask. <laughs> Why are they making face masks? Dale with face okay, Dale okay, okay, okay. Three on. All right, it's a PSA with the ghost of Dale Earnhardt. And you know how like when Dale Earnhardt died, there was a big debate in NASCAR about roll cages? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like... You know, in 2000, I wish I'd have had a roll cage, you know? Uh-huh. But now I'm not here. Do you want to be like me? <laughs> it's like the ghost of Dale Earnhardt telling everybody to wear a mask because uh, the yeah. mask is the 2020 version of the roll cage. Right. Uh, You're right. That's, 
It was just so wild to me to see Dale the three on a fucking mask. Twenty years after, how? For that to happen, a number of things had to line up. That's to what I'm exactly saying. That. That's what I'm saying. It's just like Dale Earnhardt one had to have been born. He had to die. He had to, <laughs> he had to have become a professional NASCAR racer. <laughs> And then we would have to, at some juncture, had to have happened Fall upon. Fall in love with him. And then, we get, 20 years later, we get a, a, a global health and crisis. And then a bee flies into his car and he turns the wrong way. Yeah. Why did he do? What did happen? Do I we just, know? I don't know, man. I don't want to relitigate it. But. <laughs> no, I don't want to go there, but. All I know is God needed a driver and. Seems so wild. God it is. It is a driver. That that has been plastered <laughs> on the back of cars. God needed a driver. God needed three a with thing. angel wings. The and three the with angel wings and a halo. <laughs> My favorite is when you see the letter three spray painted on like a, a, a shopping buggy, shopping cart, or have you ever seen the, the a three spray painted on the back of a wheelchair? Yes. Oh, it's oh, good. Yes. Oh yeah. That's I a good one. That when, if and when one of us dies, someone mythologizes <laughs> <If>. it. <laughs> someone mythologizes it by saying, God needed a Patreon. <laughs> God, God needed a Patreon to subscribe. Yes, God to. needed some content. <laughs> God needed a little chit-chat. No, is, God needed a tarot reader. That was me. It is pretty incredible to think about, because you, you think about like how long someone's legacy will last. Like... You assume that a sports figure's legacy may not last that long. Especially a NASCAR driver. But some people transcend the game, you know? It's comforting to know that at the very least, as a NASCAR driver, you can get at the very least 20 years out of it. But we know that it's going to be more than just 20 years. Oh, we know. (laughs) We know. Yeah, there's a a handful that will live forever. I just could not. I, I was so shook. By the image of that face mask. Yeah. I think it's a good. I think it's a good sign. Maybe that we can. We we are hanging on to history. <laughs> <laughs> what I think the big question is: What should our relationship be to history? How yeah. do we? How do we? That's it. L- know the lessons of it. Apply the lessons of it, but not fall into pastiche and nostalgia and all those things. Chart our own course, but also be reverent of it and take comfort in it occasionally. <laughs> but, but back to your podcast point, the blowback co- po- shit. How do we actually take in what we need to take in without going falling into? terrible depression about our oh. inability to change well, anything i'm just going to go ahead and tell you something we're going to have to adopt a stiff upper lip <laughs> there's no two ways about that have we not already i listen. feel pretty goddamn stiff i'm gonna tell you listen if if the plane is going down okay and there's a goddamn uh string section playing uh 311 Janie's got a gun quartet. or something yeah oh, <laughs> guess what sublime string quartet you still have to keep a stiff upper lip <laughs> I'm uh, sorry you're, you're that's right. just the reality I don't know these are all the questions that you just outlined maybe if you could go over them again <laughs> he needs to write them down for his manifesto. <laughs> uh, I was just saying, like, I like the way the, all the questions that you just outlined are the ones I've been struggling with. How do you chart a path, knowing all of those various factors? And furthermore, it's not just charting a path; 
how do you actually get people to walk on it? Yeah. How do you get people to follow you down the path? <laughs> you want me to tell you the the uh, weird thing for me that I've been wrestling with is this idea of so every generation thinks they're going to be like the the you know the history defining generation that's going to turn this thing around. Right. Did I? I don't know. Did we ever think that? <laughs> I mean, at some juncture, we did. Pro- I mean, when when Bernie was viable, we I all did, thought yeah. that. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. we had hope. He, he was. Yeah, that's right. We were like, okay, he's our uh, compromise candidate. Here we go. <laughs> he's our compromise. Which is a funny, another funny statement. Like, yeah. Bernie's a compromise, and people in power are like. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, bitch. Also, you say. also, anyways. Also, part of that whole he's the compromise candidate is just our inability to get excited about anything. We have to keep like an ironic detachment from everything we're even excited about, lest we not we look like eager, be eager. <laughs> we earnest. hate we hate fun. I can tell you, I don't. I love fun. Well, well that is. True. I'm happy that. to be eager. <laughs> I'm eager beaver, dumb bitch. Uh, happy. But, yeah. Well, one thing I've been wrestling with is this idea of like, how do, like, I don't want to be the crank next generation liberal that comes to the people that were sitting where we are now and says, uh-huh. y'all think you're going to do something, but here, vote for Mayor, vote for B- Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a nightmare I have of vote. being the person that's telling me now to vote for Joe Biden. Vote for Chelsea Clinton. Vote for Chelsea. <laughs> vote for Chelsea. She's not perfect, okay? <laughs> but there is going to be a lot of suffering. Like, like, and that's another thing on the blowback. We just hear Madeleine Albright just say that, yeah, we're fine with, like, basically torching 500,000 Iraqi school children. We think that price is worth it. Yeah. And yet, we have people telling us, vote for Joe Biden because it's going gonna, it's gonna to curb a lot of suffering. Shut the fuck up. That's yeah. just not even true at all. Yeah. That has never been true. <laughs> it's just like it's oh. nicer aesthetics. Call it that and say like you should vote for that because I don't know. Shit, guys. Did you hear Biden well, this week said, "Well, if I was president, I'd be in Wisconsin right now." And so, of course, the reporter said, "Well, you're running for president. Why aren't you in Wisconsin right now?" And he said, "Well, I'll have to keep thinking on it if I'm going to go." <laughs> Was yeah, that a well, dig at well, Hillary? Well, Hillary Clinton also took her sweet ass time thinking about that too. <laughs> Wait. But he's talking about the Jacob Blake and the protest. And yeah, 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 yeah. About what just popped off. So, I meant, to, I meant to cover this earlier. Biden is selling hand sanitizer with his COVID-19 plan printed on it. Oh, and shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Ch- check Wait, this out. What? Second? He's printing a bottle of hand sanitizer with his COVID-19 plan printed on oh. it in the style of the Dr. Bronner label. Oh, my God. And so it oh, says... Hold on, hold on, I want to record this sound. <laughs> <laughs> wait and so on it it says it has that stupid fucking biden slogan it says build back better that's what it says on it build. that's a sl- that's a biden i hate slogan. to break it build, i hate to build back better. i hate to break it to biden but he'd be better off talking about muhammad's relationship to Mohandas gandhi and aristotle <laughs> build back better <laughs> build back better man um, I hadn't even heard that yet. That is so bad. It's so bad. Uh, well, luckily huh. for you guys, um, six disaffected Republicans peeled off from the Republican Party a few years ago, and that's how we come. And now they're, and now they're running the Republican, yeah. the Democratic Party. Basically, Bill Crystal, Colin Powell, 
Uh, Jennifer Rubin. Jay Rubin Blogger. Jennifer Rubin. Brett can't, Stevens. Can't forget about Jay Rubin Blogger. <laughs> Brett Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, this is the come to the end of this show, and I don't think we've answered a single one of the questions we That's fine, put man. out there. <laughs> you know what? We're uh, philosophers. Jesus Christ, when he was going to his death, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's one, not a declaration of faith, and two, he went out on a question. So <laughs> we ain't better than him. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it is, though, to Terrence's um, theory here, it is nice to be offline and in person with you guys. Seriously. Feels a lot better than Zoom Doom. I'm so sick of recording over fucking hangouts. Yeah. I mean, I'm sick of it. But this is the world we live in, and you just kind of, as Tom said, have to develop a stiff upper lip, I guess. <laughs> That's it, man. Or a stiff something. Um,. So, uh, without further ado, let's close this one down. I don't know what the deal is with the striking athletes, but if you want to know more, you're going to have to go to your local newsstand and pick up a copy of the New York Times. (laughs) Because they've got all the boycotts. Or sign up to Patreon.com because we're going to cover it more in depth this weekend. That's right. Um patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Party, and uh, yeah you can hear more um, sports talk sports talk radio me and we're going with our special guest Colin hey. Cowherd this weekend <laughs> also uh, we got t-shirts back for pre-order oh uh, yeah the board has voted to fire me as uh, <laughs> fulfillment coordinator which you know I've had my own opinions <laughs> about but He's got that stiff upper lip. He can handle it. But go to trillbillyworkersparty.com dot dot bigcartel.com. That's right. We don't have a website. To pre-order <laughs> those. Um, yeah. And the new Halloween shirt. They're good shirts. You're wearing one right now. I know. When you came down the hill, I thought, interesting choice. I've literally it's laundry. never it's, it's laundry I, I wore mine out of the house. I wore mine one time downtown and got summarily roasted for it. <laughs> Who roasted uh, me? Michella, Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, you're wearing your own band. I know, I it's that good. I've it's that good. It. I've never worn it. But I was, I didn't have my cell phone on me, unfortunately, but I was in line at the post office the other day, and there was a Tripoli shirt in front of me in the line. That thing? At Wattsburg Post Office. Who was really? it? It was Matt. Oh. But, it, but just, I mean, it was, Trill Billies was in the fucking post office, and he, he finally did turn around and notice me, and I said, nah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, have, I was going to snap a picture, but I didn't have my phone on me. It is a good one. So You we, can get yours. What is yeah. it? Tribbilly Workers Party at BigCartel.com? BigCartel.com. Uh, we'll even drop the sleeves for you if you want. Crop it. I totally I forgot to. to crop our it. buddy Derek Trillionaire. I, I, totally, I meant to send him a joke shirt like with the sleeves cut off because he made a joke about cutting the sleeves off before we sent it. And I meant to send him like a replacement one. Just like, you know, like, oh, hey, yeah. here's your real shirt. I was just doing that for the LOLs, and I forgot to send a replacement <laughs> shirt. So Derek's been walking around for a year with a cut-off sleeve cut shirt. So. <laughs> it looks good on him. Yeah, I thought it, it looks good. good. He's a firefighter. He can pull it off. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I've I've been 
bit no less than 40 or 50 times, so I think it's time. Well, yeah, we Darren took this. We suffered through now. this <laughs> for Tom. For my encephalopathy. There's in, there's mosquitoes with encephalopathy in, like, Alabama or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, equine, so e, 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 e. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. I don't know. Probably. God, now I'm fucked up. I've been having weird headaches, and I've been sitting out getting oh, eaten by God. mosquitoes in the horse capital of the world. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh, oh fucking fuck. A. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll see you next time if we're not dead. Bye. Bye.